0: welcome to a drop tent media production
1: the porcupine with adam nutter
0: what's up everybody welcome to the porcupine i am adam nutter of course you're a host uh Again, real quick before we start, just catch me on all the social media stuff at Adam Nutter on all of everything, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube.com slash Adam uh, Nutter for the Porcupine and all my stand-up stuff. Of course, droptentcom slash events for all my upcoming shows for tickets and my social media for shows. Uh, the only thing I want to plug real quick is November 20th at the pop-in uh in Chalfant PA right side of Philly we're having two shows at 7 and 9 30 you get your tickets I think they're up already at drop tent.com slash events I'll have more stuff coming up but I really want to plug that because my favorite one to do uh that's all for me all right guys my guest for today the apparently Batman villain <laughs> <laughs> herself uh, Ashton Birdie everybody give it up
1: hey guys how's it going um wow, I did that's not uh passed. I did not rob a bank or uh, smash him with a hammer today, but uh, I do You kind of uh, look like you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny enough, I actually do. Uh, this actually was for work. Uh, I am a creative director for a social media startup. And because it is Halloween week, uh, it was basically my job to model in a clown costume for them. And it, it goes along with the theme of like what they do. Uh, it's a social media startup called Float. It is F-L-O-T-E dot app. And the whole joke was, well, let's put Ashton in like a clown costume. We can say, "You'll float too if you join our social media startup." So that's sort of like a, a take on uh, Pennywise. No,
0: it's cool. Ronald McDonald Clown College is going well for you. I'm very proud of you.
1: It's, well, you know, to be fair, you are a professional clown. I used to be a professional clown, and I, just I like, I guess, I, I guess, my life is as a clown. Um, so really, it's just I'm just who I am for Halloween, I guess. We're
0: all clown, clam- my, my, my whole mic arm just came off. So I'm trying to like casually put it back together and talk to you at the same time. Oh, you're <laughs> so-
1: fine. You're <laughs> so, no,
0: we-, we are fine. <laughs> cl- great. I-,
1: I-, I thought you were just <laughs> about to give me some riffs for a second, I thought you were getting really was- into it.
0: I was gonna say, no, we as comics are the least respected entertainer on the rung of entertainers.
1: Yes. And it's so funny because I just started watching the Marvelous uh, Mrs. Maisel, which mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna like, but I, I related a lot to the main character. Uh, quite a bit. And I, I actually found it quite entertaining. I actually, it's actually one of those things where you think it's not going to be funny because everyone else is watching it Agreed. and then you like watch it and you actually enjoy it. I was really surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, you really enjoy this. Uh, I used to be a stand up comic, which you learned when we uh, saw each other in Austin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I thought you, I you told you the, that, but no, didn't you Did dropped that. You
0: that. Nope, you dropped that on me when I saw no, you. Yeah, you are like, what? I used to do comedy. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. And then you told me I about s- um Scott Adams and stuff like that.
1: I swear, I, uh, not Scott Adams. My not judge. Scott Adams. I'm sorry. Yeah, my judge.
0: My judge. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a he's a fun guy. He's yeah. Actually sorry. Most chill person I've ever met in my entire life. Like he's one of those people like you expect to be a cartoon character 24 seven and he's not. Um. Then there's like me who probably annoys the absolute crap out of him every time he talks to me because I'm <laughs> basically just this walking, talking cartoon character all the time. Uh, But yeah, no, it's funny things. I thought I told told Robbie Bernstein a while ago that I used to do stand-up comedy and like he didn't realize. And I know for a fact, I told Kyle Ruff at Porkfest and then I guess he was just too high to remember. So- That's fair. um, It was weird. It was weird. (laughs) I was watching you guys do stand-up comedy and I'm just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, it's been like years since I've done this. But yeah, I used to be like really into stand-up comedy back in like San Francisco, Oakland. I I was never like- Where'd you start? Where did I start? Oakland. And then I got in Oakland? Just, okay. Yeah, well, I started in high school, actually. Uh, originally with, um, uh, I can't think of the word right now, uh, improv. I was really into improv. I was an improv club in high school. I was really much into theater, and then improv later on became stand-up comedy. And uh, funny enough, I actually got canceled uh, uh, fairly uh, well into my early college days because my biggest joke that I used to run with all the time was about a subway worker who um, is a feminist. So you walk into a Subway sandwich shop and you ask for a sandwich to be made and she gets mad at you, you know, it's her job. Like that's that was the whole joke. And the funny thing is that was like my biggest joke that got the most laughs in San Francisco, Oakland. And none of these people who'd attend these clubs ever cared. Like the same people, the same people who go in and out all the time. They never cared about this joke until like 2015, 2016, when Trump was running, it was really weird. It's like nobody cared about making fun of feminists you know, including the feminists until Trump ran. And that's actually kind of what kind of made me put a MAGA hat on a little bit, just because I never liked Trump. And then I was told, oh, you can't make jokes because Trump this and Trump that. And I was like, well, maybe I should put the MAGA hat on because you're all stupid. Yeah. And now I regret putting the MAGA hat on because he was just the <laughs> biggest disappointment of my political adult career. Well, I
0: sure. Guess. I mean, also Trump. Like ruined comedy in a way that wasn't his fault. It was just like by his nature. Oh yeah, being. no, he
1: definitely did, and, and yeah. not just like just him existing and people being a bitch about everything. Sorry, I'm like I'm I've had quite a day, Um, but just his whining on twitter all the time oh cnl or oh, snl is making fun of me again yeah they're always gonna make fun of you when is snl not made from a politician in office except barack obama maybe because barack obama is somehow jesus well they sucked his people. dick
0: a little bit yeah a little bit
1: to be fair trump is jesus to a lot of people too sure. it's really strange it's really strange like everyone gets on me for burning that maga hat but it was the best decision I ever made for my soul because I just feel like, I really do, and I mean mean it. I say I left a cult because I've always felt, even when I was a Trump supporter, wow, this is a little culty because you can't criticize the guy. You can't make fun of the guy. You can't make jokes about the guy. It's like, you have to treat him like orange Jesus. It's so strange. And this isn't just about Trump. This is about Obama. This is about Hillary Clinton. This is about Bernie Sanders. The amount of people who worship politicians in the guise of, but I hate the government. It's really scary. It's really I hate the government except for this one character. And look at, we do with Ron Paul. We say
0: hey, we do with Ron Paul. <laughs> I love
1: Ron Paul. I love him. I love him. He is Liberty Grandpa. But like, if you're in office, I can't trust you. And luckily enough, Ron Paul is no longer in office. I love his son, but he's in office. So I have to just, you know, you know, right. be a little well, I mean, let's be with that.
0: Rand isn't uh what his dad is i mean you know he still puts out some dumb even Rand takes. knows
1: he's not what his dad is yeah, like, it's just that's... a fact of life um but either way it doesn't matter who you are if you're a politician i'm not gonna like you uh and I, I definitely learned that from my trump days for sure and everyone's talking about good old dave smith look i love dave smith i made him a hot dog in fact i forgot i made him a hot dog so i mean he remembered i made him a hot dog so clearly the hot dog was really good i guess but uh you look the guy's like super nice i like his takes but if he ever actually does run for office, I can't support him because I can't support a politician. I love the Mises caucus, but I also believe that voting doesn't matter. So it's just that, like one yeah. of those things where it's like, I support your philosophies, but anything government, in my opinion, is bad. I don't like people telling me what to do. I don't like yeah, no, going into a voting booth and being like, please dictate my life for the next two to four years. Thank you. Like so I don't like that.
0: Here's, here's how I look at it. And I agree with you on a lot. Like, I I don't think voting matters really, honestly. Like I, I, I think if Dave does run right, it's, it's, We all know he's not going to win. He's not going to even get a percent. It's
1: not for the power. It's for the message. That's for the message, right? That what Trump did too, supposedly. Well, Trump won though.
0: That's different. Right, right, right.
1: And and Trump won, but he continued to send missiles into Syria. Of course, he didn't. He didn't pardon Assange or Snowden or Ulbricht. God bless Ulbricht. If anyone deserves a pardon, it's Olbrich
0: and
1: Assange and Snowden. I'm not Um, even going to hold one over the other because they're all essential people to the liberty movement and freedom and and truth, right? And and Trump did that to me. Trump really was just a giant disappointment, but I feel like I had to go through that Trump phase to sort of experience that disappointment to sort of bring me back down because I've, I've mentioned this in so many different interviews. I was an anarchist in high school and then I became a libertarian and then I became a MAGA kid. And it was sort of, I feel like Trump was just like, know sort of the hey ashton remember politicians can't be trusted kind of situation but um even again even if dave smith runs i'll get excited and hiked for him i'll definitely wear dave smith you know t-shirts and whatever you know dave smith 2024 t-shirts if he actually runs i don't know if he's actually gonna run or not i i feel like it's just a meme at this point but (laughs) you know you know but you you see what i'm saying right is that once you're in office i can't trust you i mean like look at tulsi gabbard i love tulsi but that girl, that woman gives me so much whiplash. It's like every five seconds, it's like, are you our anti-war queen or not? And then right. she makes excuses for Israel, but then turns around and talks about how we have to stay out of war and stay out uh, in the Middle, Middle Eastern interference. But then she turns around again and, and kisses butt to Israel. It doesn't make any sense. And in fact, there's times where Dan Crenshaw makes more sense than Tulsi Gabbard. And Dan Crenshaw makes me want to puke.
0: Yeah, he sucks. yeah his other eyes should go too
1: (laughs) you know here's the thing dan crenshaw is absolute cringe but i loved him in the goonies okay like he was fantastic (laughs) uh
0: going back to your comedy because like because that's again a personal connection to me obviously so you start in oakland which is probably a tough town to start in I would imagine doing stand-up comedy. When
1: you're a tiny female, here's the thing. I, I started off when I was a teenager and when you're a That's kid, hard. The, I started
0: 18 too. It's hard.
1: No, I wasn't 18. I was like 14, 15 when I started. That's
0: Dave Chappelle you know? stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and, and the crowd's a lot nicer to you when you're a kid for sure. Sure. Uh, and so I, I think because I was at that younger age, I was able to make like spiffs about what it was like being a millennial. Uh, I made fun of my parents all the time and people love that shtick, mm, you know, yeah, yeah uh, and then as I got older, I started to develop, you know, a, a taste for, I understand society a bit more, you know, because I started to get more political at around this age as well. And I've discussed in many other podcasts, I started getting more into politics when I was 15 or 16. Um And I started, that's when I started making the feminist jokes. That's when I started making a lot more jokes about Obama, which funny enough, people in Oakland loved because everyone was kind of on the same page in the Bay Area because it was like, you know, yeah, sure. We got a black guy for president, but at the same time, we're still incarcerating innocent black men just for having marijuana on a person. Now, that was a huge thing for me as well. Um, But yeah, I used to make shticks about Obama all the time. I used to talk about his drones. I, I was really into it. I loved Ron Paul growing up. I think he was definitely the person to- That helped me. I don't think he red pilled me. Alex Jones was definitely what red pilled me. Occupy Wall Street was a huge moment in my life, you know, just watching on the ground footage. When your parents, when the only thing they watch is Fox News and ABC and CNN, uh, and, and then you go on YouTube and you see people on the ground actually videoing what's happening instead of, you know, from a reporter, it's definitely a surreal experience. And it really makes me sad that we're just sanitizing the internet to a point where Kids nowadays will never get that experience when you're sitting on your computer, you know, hiding from the world and really seeing what's going on. Because when I was 13, 14, 15, 16 you know, all, all throughout that time, I was learning about all this. The internet, you could say anything on the internet, you could show anything on the internet. And so when I had that, a lot of people think, oh, it's so dangerous. But because of that, I really saw what was happening in the world. I was able to make my own opinions. I wasn't left or right as a teenager. I was simply just what's happening. And next thing you know, after Occupy Wall Street, my junior year of high school, that's when Assange happened. That's when Snowden happened. That's when Ross Ulbricht happened. And so all of these things happened all at once. And it was just like, whoa, in my face. And I think when when I, I got, you know, political, I also got really more into comedy. I was, it was my sort of way to make fun of the world around me because, you know, I wasn't into acting. I was a drama kid. I was never a cheerleader type. I was kind of awkward. People kind of made fun of me in high school. And, um, Comedy really being on being on a stage in general really helps that making fun of myself, you know, dressing up in silly costumes and I used to be in a band I played the drums I just I liked entertaining because I felt like entertainment and and being creative was one of those things that really encouraged me to develop myself as a person. Um, so
0: I just need to be validated uh, and feel like. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true too. I mean
1: look a lot of people can say well it's because you're autistic Ashton and, and people who are autistic need you know. They like they like to go they like to go on <laughs> Is that Clint in the background? Yeah. You Alan, say
0: hi? T- yeah, tell tell him I love
1: him. <laughs> Adam says hi. I'm still on air, by the way. All everyone right. everyone can see your sweaty self. He just got back from the gym, Adam. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. You're
0: looking good. <laughs> looking fucking sexy. <laughs> uh uh Jesus Christ. Um, what the fuck are they just saying? Clint's sexy body distracted me in my <laughs> in my thought process. Uh uh, Comedy. Co- oh yeah. Validation. So th- mm-hmm. I, there was a thing for that. I, I started comedy because like, I truly loved, I was a comedy nerd. Right. Like I, like mm-hmm. I grew up cause we're, we're definitely a Who few. Who was department. your biggest
1: inspiration by the way? Mine's so basic, but like I, I have to give credit. Who was your biggest inspiration?
0: Uh, Like Patrice O'Neill, Jim Norton, those Sweet. guys.
1: Mine's so basic. It's, it's pretty, it's actually kind of laughable and people oh. kind of cringe at it.
0: Is it is Jim Carrey? L-
1: no robin williams and here's the reason why so I, I love robin williams but as a kid so i i was diagnosed with autism later in life so i didn't know during the time i was doing all this stuff um, i wasn't diagnosed until i was about 18 years old but growing up, I liked to copy cartoon voices and Robin Williams is known for doing his cartoon impressions. I played the genie several times on stage for Aladdin, uh, the musical. Uh, I was able to use a lot of that work. So Robin Williams was somebody that I really connected to growing up and he's actually a huge reason I wanted to do stand-up comedy for so long as a kid. Um, but yeah, it was the cartoon voices for me because I don't just like to go you know, get up there on stage and just, and just you know, do my shtick, you know what I'm saying? I like to actually like change why I'm as a person and like get into characters. And, and Robin Williams was one of the few people who actually did that. It was really inspiring to me. And I feel like if Robin Williams could see what's happening in the world right now, He'd probably kill
0: himself again. Yeah, he'd probably double hang himself. See, it's weird to me because what you're saying, like that you're not more of a, in, I know you said you did improv, but like you're not mm-hmm. more of an improv person. Cause to me, that's more improv stuff. Like, oh, I like to do voices. I like to change who I am. Well, like, stand-up
1: comedy and improv, you can mix them, the two easily together. That's no, why I love wrong you, I
0: am Gosh, anti. you can. You cannot, you can know. This is, I just had a conversation about this at the dog park. A bunch of people were just asking me Maybe about comedy. Maybe you're not
1: talented enough.
0: No, wrong. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart and correct in what I'm saying. Improv is totally different than stand-up comedy. It's not the same.
1: It's totally different, but you can combine the two easily. easily when,
0: when you say combine the two, away. what do you mean by combine the two? maybe I'm just misunderstanding what you're saying by combine well, the two. Well, improv
1: is in the moment putting things together, right? Yeah. And, and sure, maybe you have an act that you do have put together for a stand-up comedy, but there's no reason you can't add improv into your like set.
0: Well, it's like crowd work and stuff though it's kind well, of improv that, that's
1: not just crowd work i mean like for example it's it, like if you have something that pops into the brain that just that just works why not go with it
0: yeah that's just riffing that's just that's just riffing and stand-up though
1: but riffing and improv is essentially the exact same thing improv improv just means in the moment right
0: but what improv thinking, is set up differently of, though like, i'm talking about like improv
1: yeah but if that's what an improv troupe though that's
0: what i'm talking about
1: but you can use you can use things from improv in stand-up comedy. Well, yeah, you can sure. use things from
0: football to play baseball, but like it doesn't make it the same fucking. I'm thing. not saying it's the same thing, Adam. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. You're comedies, twisting my
1: words, CNN. I'm not,
0: I'm just trying to figure it out because ABC. uh I I Do you
1: work for Fox News?
0: <laughs> I'm very and because there I you actually you actually have done stand-up comedy, so you're not this person, but there are people out there who – uh, I'll meet him someplace and I'll be like, be like, what do you do? I go, oh, I'm, a, I'm a comic. And they go, Oh, I do comedy too. I'm like, Oh, cool. Where? And they go, Oh, I do improv. I'm like, that's not fucking comedy guy. It's fucking improv. <laughs> like, It's not yeah. the same thing. Yeah. There's something about, cause especially improv troops, and you could attest to this is mm-hmm. right. Like you have other people to fall back on. Like, yeah, I, it's like like it, I, when you're doing stand-up, it's huge on stage alone, and you have you to are be your good. own
1: right. you are your own troop in a sense. But here's that's what I'm saying that you can still improv with yourself. Sure. In the moment, that's what sure. I'm saying. And you sure. can use aspects of improv yes. in stand-up comedy. You, you I'm not saying they're exact same thing.
0: You are correct in that matter. Yes, <laughs> you can use strengths and weak. Yeah, sure. You can use strengths from each for, for You can use strengths from stand-up and improv for each thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but. I'm surprised you still didn't more go over more improv troupe route. Was like doing what you like to do. Did you like? Did you like stand up more? Is that what did you like more of the solo thing?
1: I like the more solo thing just because well, I like all the attention. First of all, yeah, of course, it's uh, but, of the validation but, part. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but, <laughs> but second second it was just one of those things where I I've always been able to trust myself more than other people. I'm just like not even trust thing, but just. I've always been best working alone anytime I've gotten other people involved in my life or my work it always gets fooey. like and that's just how I always that's how. easy how with that language <laughs> I mean man I was I was I was cussing up a storm earlier but well, I was
0: being off. facetious but go on
1: <laughs> oh we're all naturally facetious
0: I know right um, uh, so yeah no I, it's it's something about the solo thing so all right so for me, and again, you, you've watched my set. I only have one real joke about where I mentioned I'm a libertarian. It was like during a mm-hmm. TSA joke, right? But, like, but it has to do with the TSA. I normally have always stayed away from politics in my stand up because I, especially starting in New York, right? Starting comedy in New York, a very liberal place, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't worth it to me trying to just get good at comedy. So like, let me talk about my political shit on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to get good at jokes. So, I never really wrote political humor. So, it, it's interesting when I hear you be like, no, I kind of went right into it. You're like, fuck it. So, well, no, it's not, not I don't right always it, just you know not saying.
1: right into it, but I always have, like, an idea of what I'm going to talk about. Right, but right? just the
0: fact that you still were young, a young comic going, like, fuck it, I'm, I'm just going to talk about this. And, like, what you said, you essentially burnt bridges doing it. It wasn't, I, have well, I didn't, now, start, I didn't like, start off with
1: politics for right. sure but it was when i got more into politics but the thing is is that nobody cared back then
0: right right. people
1: were making fun of liberals and conservatives all the time like we lived in a world where it wasn't left versus right like none of this existed i mean sure like when it came to like going into the voting booth people like like oh you want to vote for mccain what's wrong with you crazy person you want to vote for obama's gonna destroy the world people it's around election time like a month it was like um like what three months before election and afterwards like people just stopped caring yeah and people recognized that entertainment was entertainment and that we are all humans trying to make the world a better place and that we could uh, that was the beautiful thing about comedy is that comedy sort of revealed the things about humanity that people didn't want to admit but we could all sort of like like enjoy together you know while making fun of ourselves making fun of society making fun of humanity together comedy is one of the most human things possible and now we live in a world where it's just it's completely tainted it's so tainted because people are afraid to say what needs to be said it's just not a matter of truth it's a matter of healing when you tell people they can't make jokes about a certain thing you, you can't laugh at the problem it's actually telling people that they can't really heal from something that needs to be healed from if we can't make covid jokes if we can't make you know political jokes then how are we supposed to heal from this mess yeah, <laughs> laughter is the best medicine da- you know another well, robin williams well thing. that's the Patch thing is, adams even said
0: it is dark you uh, that's why like a lot of uh any people like uh first responders and stuff anybody who sees a lot of death or shit it's a lot of dark humor because it's a coping mechanism so whilst well, as people right we see like a fucked up political thing we see a fucked up uh, the COVID stuff with all the stuff so our especially comics as we are you have a nature to be like, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this in a fucked up, the most fucked up way I can look at it, but try to make it funny. That's what we do to cope with it. But then you have this new breed of generation of American, uh, your generation, I think, your younger generation. Yeah. Although, what are you considered? You're still in my right.
1: It's weird. I'm literally October of 1995, so I am on the literal cuff between Zoomer and Millennial. So I'm in this weird phase where I don't know what I am, and I piss off both sides.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So
1: I'm just, I'm the most hated like generation in America. I guess, I'll say though, I, don't know what I, I am,
0: I mean, listen, I was, yeah, well, no, I think Z is generation Z is the one that's really that they're the real PC problem. Right. It's not, Well, here's
1: the thing is I thought generation Z was going to be like the, like, you know, all things good it's like generation Z does have a good sense of humor where they, they, they don't like want to censor jokes or anything. The problem with Generation Z is that they jump onto activism trends too easily. And that's the problem because most acti- activism trends are pushed by the mainstream media and the government. Cool. Now, it's not the same way it used to be. Okay,
0: well, if it's if they're not the ones trying to cancel jokes, then you just said, well, they're not the ones trying to – they have a good sense of humor. Well, then who's well, doing if you if you, look,
1: if you look at Zoomer humor, it's very edge and it's very fringe right i don't think it's generation z i think i think it's the overall i think it's the overall establishment trying to censor videos and and social media and all mm. these different things i really do i i i don't think generation z is so much of, about a cancel culture however i think they are very much uh, consumed by what is trendy. So if it's a trending activi- a thing in activism, they'll jump on it. I think Generation Z is the most consumed by aesthetics and and, and trends. Uh, but I don't think they want to cancel uh, humor-wise because if you listen to Zoomer humor, it is the most fringe possible. I think it's the most fringe since Generation X. So,
0: mm. Mm, Okay, well, so uh, so millennial, I think, is too long of years, like to because it's from nineteen eighty to like ninety four, right, or something like that. Something about that, yeah. That's too long because I was born eighty. Well, no, because
1: the boom, the boomers, the boomers are even longer than that. I think because it goes yeah, from like, like 90- forty.
0: They're like forty five to like sixty or something like it's that. Like
1: sixty eight. It's like over twenty years.
0: Yeah, it's a while. But like if okay, so I feel like if you were born between eighty five and ninety, I'll say three we are very different than 80 to 85 and fucking 94 to like 97 so I, I, oh I, yeah so like, like i it, barely
1: remember the 90s like i remember right. ninja turtles pokemon and nintendo and that is because my parents were cheap as hell in the 2000s <laughs> well, that's
0: what i'm saying so, so like i remember i was four years old when the 90s started so like i remember wow all of the 90s Pretty much. Like, I remember the Giants winning the Super Bowl in 91, like pretty like That's vividly. Intense. Like I remember Cause... my parents like jumping up and down in the living room and me being like, yay, like I'm happy because like I know we did something but, like I was, you're still four or five years old. But like, yeah, I remember. So I, I when I, said I remember the night, I remember I remember listening to Nirvana on the radio with my dad. Like
1: I don't know who Nirvana was until like till middle school.
0: Yeah right so but that's my point to
1: be fair you know i was so out of touch with life like i was never into britney spears i was never in seek that's why i can't really talk about this stuff because my fondest memories of like the 90s were i guess maybe yeah i was like in the 90s i wasn't a lot to disney stuff growing up i like i loved like hocus pocus is my favorite movie from like age two and up you know that's a very
0: basic white girl thing to say i know
1: i know It wasn't always a basic white girl thing to say, because I remember being in elementary school, loving Hocus Pocus and all the kids thinking I was a weirdo and all the same chicks love it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a big thing, especially for millennials now. It was like Dr.
1: Who. Like I remember being super into Dr. Who and everyone thinking, what the heck is that? And then next thing you know, all the chicks are talking about how they want to screw David Tennant. And where (laughs) were you people five years ago? It's the weirdest thing. It's like, being nerdy used to not be cool yes and then it becomes cool and then for, for some reason i'm not cool still i'm just the nerdy kid it's it's the weirdest thing it's Listen,
0: like uh, yeah no so two things the so, social
1: hierarchy has never made sense to me you, i never you, understood this you're
0: right So t- two things uh one <laughs> the first thing is uh uh yeah so i was a nerd i started collecting comic books from because my dad got me to me, like again the early 90s when it was not cool where like mm-hmm. if you like Spider-Man and Batman in 94 you're a fucking loser. You get made fun mm-hmm. of. Like there wasn't like like now it's super like you said super fucking cool. To be like, oh, I'm in a bat, like oh, it's a Marvel movie. It's like, like yeah.
1: when Suicide Squad came out, and every girl dresses Harley Quinn. Like and you, every thing, girl dressed like you. <laughs> I, am not dressed as Harley Quinn. I'm just dressed as like a clown. But here's I know, the thing: but is, is as somebody who grew up on the animated series of Batman, Margot Robbie is still not Harley Quinn to me. I refuse to think of her as Harley Quinn. And I, honestly, this is gonna be the hottest take of the night. But I just don't think Heath Ledger's that great of a Joker. Oh yeah, yeah, no, really, you're crazy. He was like, honestly, Luke's. Clint's giving me a dirty look right now. Honestly, Luke Skywalker
0: doesn't count. Don't say Mark Hamill; he was a voice. It doesn't matter. He's
1: the best voice. Okay, here's the thing: all I'm asking for is an Arkham Asylum movie. That's all I want. Yeah, like why is it so freaking hard? And here's the thing: I love Jack Nicholson as a Joker. I actually do think Jack Nicholson is a better Joker than Heath Ledger. No,
0: it's a different Uh, Joker. It's a different. Listen,
1: it doesn't matter. Heath Ledger is not the Joker to me. Why? Because he's not joker like that Why? whole like that whole like serious creepy thing that's not the joker can movie. i can,
0: can can king nerd break it down for each so jack nicholson he played the more 60s campy joker okay he did the, the campy early joker, joker here's the he, here's the he, thing he, no i'm saying he did the early even he even did the early comic book version of the joker when he ledger's joker was the frank miller dark knight uh graphic novel joker in the 80s that okay. was that joker it's a completely different joker it
1: doesn't matter. I still think the camp here's the, thing, at the end of the day, if, if we got a Joker that was most similar to the animated series Joker, that's the one I want. And to me, so far, it's Jack Nicholson. Okay,
0: because That's the we're getting I'll into tell you it. why. Because it, it comes off fucking campy and ridiculous. That's why. Because so, I
1: like that. That's what the Joker's <laughs> supposed to be. I know. Be. But
0: okay, so this is the thing in superhero movies that you to It's like people say,
1: "Well, Margot Robbie looks just like Harley Quinn. Yeah, she doesn't do the voice right. She doesn't do she's any the accents right. She's
0: not bad at it. I don't she, think she
1: looks like she looks like Harley Quinn, but she doesn't do the voice right. She's just not Harley Quinn to me. She, she doesn't not, do the yeah, facial she, stuff right.
0: I, I agree. She's she be better she, with that. But she I mean, sounds like a
1: basic crazy bitch be honest like that's the thing is margot riley basically was like oh harley Quinn's a crazy clown girl that's all i gotta be it's so much deeper than that i agree to mention is what really bothers me is the voice is so important because the harley quinn's voice changes throughout the series so when she's the doctor she's very normal natural whatever and then when she falls into the pits she goes oh mr j you want to say there was no there was no change and then on top of that she didn't do the voice right. She used the same exact New York accent that she used in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah,
0: no, she did. That You're right. bothered the crap. Yeah. yeah.
1: Harley Quinn's not from New York, honey. She ain't yeah. from New York.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And no. she has to
1: have a higher pitch. It's got to be, you know, you know what I'm saying. I I agree. My goodness.
0: I I agree, but I still I still think she did an okay job for for who else is gonna do she it? She looks like her. That's <laughs> yeah, all she, she looks has. Like her. That's why she
1: looks like her. That's the problem. Is that's why Hollywood's done They're thinking. Okay, which actor or actress has blonde hair, blue eyes, let's throw her in this. Okay, which actor has brown skin and and this color hair? Like, that's all I think about right now. They're not actually looking at sure. who has the right attributes. Like, when when Will, uh, gosh, when when Will Smith played the genie, mm-hmm. I was so, t- I mean, look, I don't think Disney should be making these remakes anyway, but as somebody who has played the genie on stage, like, look, we all know no one's going to place Robin Williams, but like, will smith ate the genie he's just some guy who goes oohs and ahs every once in a while yeah he's but just they're gonna, obnoxious they're,
0: they're gonna keep remaking disney shit that's for uh that's not that's actually for uh to hold the property to it rights also yeah. i yeah. believe that's why that's why like every so every like 20 or 30 years they'll like we're doing snow white again it's like why it's like i don't think have it to. actually
1: does rebrand the the property rights because when the original it's based on the original brand is
0: I, that's what I heard recently about that's what I have to so constantly- it's the only
1: reason I can think of is making money off nostalgia and the thing is is oh, that sure. they keep using these actors and actresses and singers and whatnot for the sake of look at this person's in this movie and then you get Beyonce playing a freaking lion in the Lion King and let's be honest here Beyonce is not an actress nor is she a voice actress most of those people in that movie are not voice actors. And it could be the fact that the animation makes them look straight out of National Geographic. So the lions literally have no emotions, you know? But like, at least make it feel as if through the voice, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't it.
0: It (laughs) I get it. it. There's a weird, cause I'm 30, I'll be 35 next month. So like, there's a weird thing I'm saying where I see a lot of like, 70 year old kids now dressed in like a lot of 90s nostalgic shit I'm like why the fuck how do they know I'm like oh yeah their parents are my age Mm-hmm. Like, and i forget that that's a weird thing i'm saying a lot like i'm like oh yeah a bunch of fucking 86 kids like you know born 86 kids and mm-hmm. 85 kids and 87 kids you grew up with fucking nightmare for elm street and like you know animated batman and spider-man and now they're showing their kids that shit and but i'm always stuck in the mind where i'm, I'm still like 22 in my head you know where i'm like how are these fucking people i'm like oh yeah i'm 35. fucking five like they're my age like this is i'm just getting older and like i'm just not i always forget that sometimes
1: yeah, no, uh, uh, let's see how many movies you can watch a Corey Feldman in them, you know, and recognize every movie that he's in, but it's funny. So I have to ask you as a, as an official nineties kid, as, as a fake nineties kid to an official nineties kid, <laughs> what is your favorite nineties Disney film? I'll bet you anything. Mine is the most strange. You guess yeah, you go first. What's yours?
0: So I, that, man, that's an on the spot question. So yeah. um, What's your favorite
1: nineties Disney movie? Nightmare. Really? Yeah, okay, probably. I'll give you a hint. My costume kind of resembles what my favorite. Oh, okay. Movie I was is.
0: gonna take a real shot in the dark and say like the Great uh the Rescuers or something like that, but no. <gasps> I do
1: love the Great Mouse Detective. That's the Great Mouse Detective was
0: great. Sure. The Rescuers were good. Uh, fuck, a clown resemblance? Hmm. Think about it. I need more hints.
1: I had a goat named Jolly at one point. Which is named after the goat in this film
0: a clown kind of Dumbo?
1: No, but Dumbo is the like 1940s. No, yeah, I don't know. Hunchback.
0: Oh, hunchback. That's right. I, it's my
1: favorite, and no one else likes it. Everyone says like Lion King or like Pocahontas.
0: Lion King would probably be two for me, and I would say maybe.
1: Like honestly, I was never on the Lion King hype as a kid. Like Lion King, I think came out the year after, or maybe it was the year before I was born. I was never super into it. I always loved Hunchback. I could watch that movie over and over as Hunchback a kid. Was fine. Hunchback was great. Hercules that, was pretty good okay. too. Hercules is fantastic. That's yeah. my second favorite. I think I don't know if that's nineties though.
0: Is it? Maybe oh, it, it might has, be like actually,
1: it is nineties. It's it has the to be like
0: ninety-nine of 90s. or like ninety-eight. Yeah. though. that's like the end of. Honestly, I was like, yeah.
1: But if Treasure Planet was in nineties
0: that's 2000s right that's i know 2000s, it's 2000s so, yeah.
1: honestly though like i feel like 2000s disney does not get the credit it deserves like don't get me wrong like and the only reason why it did not do as well is because the 90s was literally the renaissance of disney It was but 2000s disney we got brother bear we got lilo and stitch we got treasure planet see i was Atlantis, in high school already
0: so like Atlantis. that was kind of i yeah, was kind of getting phased is- out by that
1: well, the thing is, is that even if you were in high school, like Disney was pretty brilliant because they were purposely trying to market a lot of their like two thousand stuff to like kids who like had already Me. gone past the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, it was actually pretty great. Like, honestly, even as an adult, like, I've gone back and watched. Right, Treasure but Planet. you got to put
0: you got to put yourself in my. So I'm a thirteen year old Staten Island Italian kid playing football.
1: I went who, who's to like, watch yeah, but, Tangled in theaters right, at age did. 15. But
0: but you got to put yourself, again, I'm that. And then it's like, I it's know, like oh, grown you, ass oh, you watch Treasure Planet. It's gay. It's, that's that's what I was told growing up. I right? know so I was gay, so it's like Yeah, now
1: who like Frozen. Yeah, I'll watch fucking Finding Nemo
0: right now and cry. It's not my point. But like me growing up was different. So like I had to rewatch all the 2000s well, That's what you are from Island. That's
1: because you're part seagull.
0: wearing the fucking hat and no, I'm part trash bird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trashboard is what, which is why you have no sense of creativity. Probably.
0: Yeah. Wow, I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> literally, one of the most creative things you have to do. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately.
1: unfortunately.
0: Right. I wish, dude. Oh unfortunately God, I wish for so Staten much Island, I,
1: I guess.
0: For Staten Island, it takes a lot.
1: <laughs> I know. You know what's that? What's that kid's face? What that face boy's name from Pete SNL? Pete Davidson. Yeah, the dude who like literally lost Ariana Grande. Can you imagine being that guy? You almost married Arganacron. He's so
0: dude. ugly; it's mind blowing. How? Did, to me.
1: Because, like he like he dates the hottest women. It doesn't make any sense. Mind
0: blowing. The to dude me.
1: is like his face is the epitome of Staten Island, and he still gets the hottest chicks.
0: Yeah, he he looks like a his face looks like two sunken in catcher's mitts. <laughs> like that's what it looks he like. He looks like
1: he looks like a slightly more attractive version of Mr. Bean to me. <laughs>
0: Dude, his face looks like a not yet as bad Freddy Krueger face.
1: But he's like, he's like screwing like these chicks who look so freaking hot. Like,
0: yeah, it's how pretty does he wild. Call
1: that? It's like you call that? It's funny, I guess.
0: Know- I don't even find him funny. I find him very, you know, and I, I also hate that like everyone's like, you know, Pete, because I'm from South Island. I'm a comic. For-. If you're a comic from South Island, you automatically well, have to know Pete Davidson, too, like, I think. I feel it's like a every
1: comic from New Yorker has this shtick that you don't have, which you should take this as a compliment, by the way. Thanks. It's always just obnoxious is their whole shtick. It's really annoying. It's like, great, we get it. You're from New York and you got a blow up in her face. Like I know I, oh, I agree, oh, I agree whole, with you. Like, so it's I, so I, when, when it's like, I don't when, give-
0: no, you're right. You're right. So when we get, um, we, we do, like I said, I, we run that monthly show out here by me. It's in you know mm-hmm. right, outside of, it's right, right outside of Philly. And when we asked New York comics to come up, cause it's a suburb of Philly where we're doing the show. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, Hey guys, listen, don't talk about the subway because they don't know what the fuck that is and they don't care so like no one wants to hear about your new york prop like unless and it's like every unless it's new like, york
1: person talks about the right. subway it's so
0: i know also like don't forget i started doing comedy there but i got good outside of new york but even though i started there but i got better mm-hmm. in the burbs so then like it's different for me it's well, not the like the thing
1: too is that a lot of my my comic stuff comes from the fact that i'm from the Bay Area. But because the Bay Area is on the news all the time, I think people can somewhat relate well, to no, so hating on the Bay like, Area. Okay, like
0: I have that bit about 9-11, right? But like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, to, I say I'm from Staten Island. But no, I'm not being like, oh, I'm from Staten Island. Look at the fucking ferry. It's like, hey, I'm from Staten Island. This crazy event happened next to my window. Like, you know, look at now. Here's a bit about it. But like when, when a lot of New York Thomas would just go out there and talk about like the subway, the bridge, the traffic, people in Pennsylvania or fucking Ohio or Florida, like cool, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I I've literally have no reference point. So I have yeah. to remind them sometimes, but like chill the fuck out with that. stuff.
1: So. <laughs> well, again, the the whole, the whole goal of being a comic is to relate to the human, the human can yeah. have a human connection with your audience, you know? Um, and a lot of people can't do that. Uh, and so, which is why certain people have different audiences, which is the brilliant thing with the internet is that the internet can build, you can build your own community over time because people will sort of flock to you based on how they relate to you. Um, but being on a stage is freaking scary because you got all these lights blinding in your face. You got these people looking down. You're like, well, I haven't talked to these people yet. Don't know who these people are. So let's hope they, they can relate to me somehow. And you got a bad night. You had a bad night. You had a good night. You had a good night. You can't really predict that situation with an algorithm. And that's why it's harder than being on the internet. And a lot of people don't get that because people on the internet, everybody wants to be funny on the internet, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people don't understand that like just insulting people, just being a dickhead is not being a comic. Because there, right, there's a yeah. sense of humanity to being a comic that a lot of people don't get. Also, clever and then,
0: cleverness and nuance too.
1: Mm-hmm. And then when you when you leave the keyboard, you know it's a whole different world. Because a lot of the times, these people who think they're comics on the internet, when they enter the real world, that's when you get things thrown at your head.
0: Yeah, well, well, this is also the that's the thing about social media.
1: Fuck.
0: I like ruined the perception of like shit talking. Like, people forget, mm-hmm. like, hey, this because you're behind a computer. You said this in my face. i fuck you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not being funny. You're just being insulting.
1: Oh, yeah, no. But there's a way to do it. Like, for example, Tower Gang makes fun of me all the freaking time. Like, you know, Tower Gang. Course, they them. make fun of me all the time. The funny thing is, like, you know, we, we all know, like, when I rage quit on Tower Gang, right? <laughs> but the, it was simple as is. I just hung out with everybody in person. And now every time, like, they do a live, the live thing, I'm obviously helping with Clinton and whatnot. I'll be in the background laughing at every single freaking joke about me because it's hilarious because yeah. I know they don't mean any harm towards me because we're all friends. We're all it's, cool.
0: I, this is what I say, especially as a, I mean, if I fuck with you, it's because I like you. Yeah. Like if I joke exactly. around, if I fucking make fun of you, it's because I care about you in some way, shape, or form. Either like I, like, like even with my wife, like I fucking mm-hmm. bust her balls and yeah. she's like, so get fun of me. I'm like, it's because I fucking care about you, idiot
1: the thing is i'm the biggest ball buster that is and so if i can't handle my own balls being busted you know that I'm, I'm not i'm the biggest hypocrite you'll ever meet but that's fun it's fine when, when people make fun of me uh i understand that no one actually means harm in the world the internet is not a real place i know it's a lot not. of people hate that phrase like oh it, it really isn't a real place and a lot of these people like in person like when i hung out with everybody at tom woods you know, well, to be fair, they're still making fun of me at Tom Woods. But like, we're all doing it in jest. We all love each other, and that's the beautiful thing about this whole thing. Now, if you're being a dick to be a dick because you're just you have nothing better to do with your life, maybe you need to figure some things out and go meditate on the subject. But when 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 it's all done with love, you can you can really feel that love, man. Because I us be honest, Jose is a is a French bulldog. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had like a little jab there, but you know.
0: No, I got. Getting roasted is the f- sometimes the most fun, but also the worst feeling. Because, like, again, like we've all been in a in a circle of comics, and if you're the one getting roasted, you're like, "How do I get this pressure off me?"
1: <laughs> like- well, that's the thing too is that it's almost like a challenge. You know, it's like it, it, it. There, there are times where, like, I've I've been roasted with things that's like really just like where you're just, like. Ooh, that hurts. Cause a lot of people, sometimes people don't realize like how real something is to you, but the truth is that it's, it's really not real. It's just mean words, you know? Um, right. And the but best also thing like you can funnier do. Funnier
0: thing to say, like, of course, like, yeah. like, okay.
1: When people my, bring up my mother hating me, like it freaking sucks. But right. honestly, it's kind of funny. Let's it's be funny honest. Though. <laughs> it's
0: always like my buddy texted me the other day and he wanted to prank a few other friends of mine. And he was like, Hey, you want to do this prank? And I was like, what's the prank? And he said it to me and I was like, cool. Now I'm in the dilemma of, do I want to, betray you because that's funnier and tell them that you wanted to prank them or do i go through with the prank like what's funnier you know like the betrayal of course <laughs> like like you coming to me in confidence be like you want to prank everybody be being like yeah i'm gonna tell them though that you're a scumbag <laughs> like, that's funnier than me going through with the prank like it's always that's usually the way like you know this is how it works is this is just and, and people if you have a hard time taking jokes and and, and not understanding like if you grew up not in that environment like again i grew up staten island getting called fucking gay whatever like all the fucking time like you know fucking loser fucking whatever like it, it, you're so used to it you're like oh this is what it is
1: there is no pc culture on staten there's not just pc just pcp pipes just P- um, yeah,
0: PC, yeah, <laughs> pp pipes but, yeah it is done you know none. it's like,
1: I've met so many people, especially the political world, by the way, if you want some hot tea for you, the amount of political people who will talk absolute shit about each other, will sit on their keyboards and talk shit, and will, like, just blackmail the crap out of each other, and use things against each other, and lie about each other, And, and then if you, like, make a joke about them they freak out and these are all like right wing poli- you, you okay dude you got COVID or something you're Weed. chilling you good okay cool <laughs> uh but it's like you make one simple joke like I remember I was just like I would I'm not gonna say the guy's name but I remember when I was um say
0: his name coward <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: so when I was hanging out in a certain kitchen in uh, England okay we're, we're just gonna say that and I Gordon I was like we're we're t- <laughs> i wish uh no gordon Ramsay actually can take a freaking you know a a punch or two this person would just rag on people all day and just be a jerk to people all day and just and like you know as you know put you know poking pushing buttons and whatnot poking at the side you know to the point where like you'd be like dude that's a little too far but whatever you make one simple joke about this dude one simple thing make a little jab you know about his accent or like the fact he's got no chin or i know a smaller version of other parts a man doesn't want to have um he would freak the hell out on you i mean i swear to god i mean this guy couldn't handle a joke for nothing it's the funniest thing and this isn't just him this is the majority of people in uh political punditry i swear to god they'll just attack each other on on the keyboards they'll go at each other Uh, They'll tear each other down, and the moment you make a slight little jab at them, they they can't handle it. They freak out. They 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 blow up, and it's the funniest thing too. And look, when I was in politics, a part of me was always you know, terrified as well, because I, when you're in politics, there's this pressure of you got to be perfect all the time. You have to know what you're talking about all the time. You can't admit, you don't know what you're talking about. You can't admit you haven't read enough, blah, 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 blah. And so i have to admit, I went through a lot of, you know, freakouts because I was constantly terrified because political, I'm never going back into politics, by the way, it's the most terrible thing in the world. There's nothing fun about it. You can't actually have fun, you know. It's it's constantly trying to beat the other person down and win all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's I hate like
0: that. yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of it's it's and that's what caused yeah. most
1: of my stress and mental uh you know mental health problems because constant trying to be the perfect person all the time. And you know, when you learn to let go and just have fun and laugh at yourself. Things are a thousand times better. And I feel like I definitely need to take a break from the political world for a while and just like remember who I am. I'm an entertainer. I like being on stage. I like laughing and being goofy and dressing in weird outfits. I'm never gonna run for office. I'm banned from Fox News. So might as well laugh at myself. Might as well laugh at the world. I mean, it that, that's just all what life is about. If you take life too seriously, if you get yourself involved with this stuff, you're going to drive yourself insane. You are going to just break down completely. Uh, so my best advice is, is that while there is a huge revolution going on, I do believe we are in the middle of a revolution, be involved as much as possible, learn as much as possible, but don't take life too seriously because you know we don't got much time left on here on earth. So if you're gonna you know, t- you know, be involved, at least make jokes about the world crumbling around you.
0: I agree. Uh, let's burn it down with laughter. <laughs> exactly crumble in, like, in while joker form. yeah i mean joker fuck you can't oh. stop it can't stop the collapse so might as well fucking go down with the left um we can end it here uh it was re- super fun uh tell everybody where they could find you and all your stuff or any projects you got upcoming any any um, uh, jo- uh men you're gonna go out with that are also clown makeup that might take over a city <laughs> with tear gas <laughs> where you will be what city <laughs> I don't Clint, how you feel about <laughs>
1: wearing makeup today any lipstick on your face Disappointing. I haven't got any kisses at all. Okay. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> no you said. No. He <laughs> um okay. So as you can see, it says Liberty Lockdown in the corner of my screen. By unfortunately, I am not Liberty Lockdown. I am Ashton birdie A S H T O N B I R D I E. I am on YouTube, Instagram, and my Twitter handle is the Ashton Blaze. T H E A S H T O N B L a i s e i forgot to spell my own name for a hot minute oh my goodness
0: wow (laughs) (laughs) guys go follow everybody go follow uh all the people we mentioned tonight everyone's so fucking cool uh thank you so much for coming on and uh i'll be i don't know who the fuck next guest is we'll figure it out (laughs) but uh everyone thank you peace
1: thanks for listening Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.